You can look for new limited edition 15 packs of original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Each pack includes a mix of collectible cans for the ultimate Flames fan to proudly display. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Corey Sarich, and uh, we're breaking down a 4-3 Chicago Blackhawks victory here tonight. A little bit of a surprise uh, given the way that this hockey game seemed like it was going midway through it. Uh, but Chicago scores a pair early on in the third period and uh, do enough to hang on for that one-goal victory and sweep the season series. Uh, let's just first talk about uh, a night like this. Obviously, five games left in the regular season entering to tonight, and uh, the stakes were known ahead of time. Uh, what kind of disappointment uh, are you feeling right now in the, if you're in that Flames locker room? Uh, extremely. You didn't get the job done. You didn't get the job done against a, what's kind of plagued the Calgary Flames this year. One of the teams that are not playoff bound, one of the teams that have struggled mightily this year. And for some reason, the Calgary Flames have struggled against those teams. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, third period, I think it's probably hard to look past that. And we'll get to the highlights here in just a moment, obviously, here from the head coach as well. Uh, but the early part of that third period, just sort of, you know, what uh, what do you see in terms of how, how you end up in a spot you're down to? Yeah, it's it's been a a bit of a sore spot as well this year for the Calgary Flames. It's not like they've been beat by great plays. They've had something to do with some of these great plays that they've given up. There, yeah. there just was not enough urgency defensively at the start of that period. Uh, a little too casual. And again, it hurts them, especially on that first goal that's scored in the third by the Blackhawks. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at how this game comes down because uh, obviously it starts in the first and uh, for the third straight game, end up trailing after one period of play. And uh, it was thanks to a couple of goals in that first period. The first one comes about five minutes in. Andreas Antonisiu uh, walks into the middle part of the ice and then snaps that past Jacob March. Yeah, and you're going to let a player get to that part of the ice, a guy with this skill level. Uh, he's got some great finish. Uh, yeah. It was a heck of a shot. They've got to do a better job not let, get it, letting him get to that position. Got to the middle of the ice, scores his 17th of the season. More on Anthony Sioux in just a moment. But first, the Calgary Flames would find the tying goal. And it comes courtesy this line that was sort of buzzing all over the offensive zone. It's kind of a broken play, but Tyler Toffoli finds a way to swat that past Peter Moraz. Yeah, and a good second effort there. They kept pressing. They were sticks on pucks here, just doing anything they can to keep this play alive. And they were very fortunate there. And the Calgary Flames, you know, started off I thought quite well in that first period tonight and didn't have a lot of luck with pucks finding the net. Uh, some went high over the net with Mrazek, so nice to see them get one for their efforts from early in that first period. But the late goal plagues them here, and uh, this one comes courtesy a little breakdown below the goal line and uh, finished off nicely by Jujar Kara right in front of the blue paint. And again, these are the ones that bug you a lot at the end of the season. This is where you know everything that's on the line. It's you got to be bearing down. You got to be even more aware on those pucks around your net, and you just have to make stronger plays. And again, that should go for throughout the whole season. But with this much on the line, that play just doesn't cut it. So two one after one, and then in the second period they get the equalizing goal, and it comes off of a nice passing play, a nice hold inside the line by Blake Coleman that allows that puck to eventually find its way to Noah Hannafin, who scores a seventh. 
Yeah, and the Flames have showed some resilience in the last couple of games. You know, the last couple of games, Anaheim, Vancouver, those were roller coasters. You see Calgary here fighting through some adversity again. They claw back into this game and they put themselves in a position to win this game going into the third period. But this is where some of the mistakes start to pile up. And uh, this one comes very early into that third period, about a buck 40. And uh, it's two on one and it's Anthony CU once again. And again, that just comes with a little more urgency, more awareness. You can't have your pocket picked here. You got to know what's going on. You got to know where players are and then did not really like the way this one was defended. It's just too easy. You've got to get, you can give up something on a two, up, two on one, but you can't give up everything. And some solid puck movement by the Blackhawks ends up in the net. And uh, once again, it was another odd man rush. Anthony Sioux gets his 18th second of the game, but this two on one comes shortly thereafter. And it's the Calgary native, Austin Wagner, that scores his first goal of the season. And again, bad break at the other end of the rink. Anderson's trying to make a play offensively. It's again another two on one. And I know that the effort's there. I know there's a slide, but you gotta just make sure that that's an easier save for your goalie. Calgary Flames would have an opportunity to get within one here. And Michael Backlund's looking back door to Jonathan Huberdo, but it goes off the skate of Ian Mitchell and into the back of the net. And it seemed to spark the club, his 18th of the season, but a little sign of life with about seven minutes to go. Yeah, they're, the Flames are pressing. They spent a lot of time down, down in the, in the uh, Chicago zone during the second period. Didn't get off to the start they wanted there at the start of the third period, but clawed back, get a fortunate bounce. They got very close. Yeah. Unfortunately, close Unfortunately, as, yeah. only gets you so far. And, uh, what are those two sports? Yeah. Horseshoes and hand grenades. That's right. That's right. And uh, that is the situation here tonight. They uh, will show you here uh, after we'll hear from head coach Daryl Sutter here first. That we'll talk a little bit about uh, a couple of late chances, uh, net empty in the final two minutes, and there were a couple of pretty good sequences and uh, some traffic in front of Peter Mrazek. But unfortunately, that equalizing goal was not to be found here tonight. Let's hear from the head coach uh, without further ado. He's in the Ed Whelan Media Lounge. Here's head coach Daryl Sutter on his thoughts following the 4-3 loss tonight. Frustrating. Turnovers cost the hockey game for sure. You know, when you're just to sum it up, when you you can see the fatigue or the you know you don't have great legs, you just got to keep your game really simple. You know, some of us didn't some of us didn't manage puck very well. What did you see on the giveaway that Kadri had in the second goal? So as I said, we didn't manage the puck very well. There's really all all four goals or or uh, even the pinch play. You know, close. Games like that, you gotta just kind of touch all the bases. It's frustrating to see your group come out like that to start the third period, Daryl, when you're down. No, I don't think it was that at all. I mean, you know, they're no, that wasn't the frustrating part at all. I think the frustrating part was when you know you're in that kind of game, you just gotta kind of keep putting quarters in the machine, not trying to go all the way around. The Codgers giveaway on the third goal, is that just him? It seemed like both his giveaways, second and third goal, just nonchalant at a moment when it's probably not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I still know the energy was there. Some of our players, some of our guys looked like dead flat tires. So do you address that with guys if they're having tough nights with the puck? Do you talk to them? You know, we got to get moving on here in a hurry. You're not going to dig into locker room stuff. Why is the message going into Winnipeg now? Just sharpen that part of the game up because you're going to, you're going to play a fresh team just like we did today. So 
you know, play a short, hard game, keep it simple. Still makes sense for you to go to Jacob and goal tomorrow and win a I never said I was, and I never did make that call, right? So we'll see. I haven't never even got to that point. Yeah. You talked this morning about pace being an issue when you've played the Blackhawks in the past. How did you think you measured up there tonight? Yeah, I think they're, I mean, when you give them the puck back, kind of plays into it, right? sort of game are you expecting tomorrow? Well, I think Winnipeg will be, you know, you look at their last two games they've played, the very same circumstance, right? The teams are traveling into play, and they jumped on them, so we're going to have to be ready for that. Okay, we're good. Thanks, sir. Okay, you guys. All right, uh, there is head coach Daryl Sutter, and uh, they'll be packing up shortly here and heading off to Winnipeg. We'll hear uh, some thoughts inside the Calgary Films locker room in just a moment, but uh, maybe first let's just get some uh, reaction to what you heard there. Um, you know, obviously we had our thoughts post game. What did you hear from the head coach? I think Daryl's bang on with everything there. You're in a game when it's 2 2, it's this crucial. It's not a game that you're going to go and win in one shift, it's not where you have to go out there and press offensively. You've got a point in the bag if you keep the score where it is. I know, yeah, at this time of season you need to, but this is going to be a win that you build, a win that you just grind it out shift after shift after shift until you get the result, and you have to make sure that you don't give up those big mistakes that lead to chances for the other team. And unfortunately, that's the way it went for the Calgary Flames. But again, it might be a little too late to learn from it, but what Daryl's saying is what I, is what I believe you have to stick to your game. Sometimes it's got to be simplified. You have to just, again, it's stabilize. And it's not give up. You just cannot give up grade A chances and expect to win. Uh, well, maybe let's, before we go inside the room, let's talk about those late chances here with about a minute left. I think the first kind of uh, sequence of chances came with about 26 seconds left. And obviously this is what has to happen. There's a TV timeout with about two and a half. They pulled their goalie with uh, maybe I think it was 240 to play. And uh, this was sort of the best of their chances with the net empty. And, uh, you know, obviously a pretty good, pretty good, uh, you know, crowd in front. And uh, they find a way to keep it out. Yeah, and every puck that's come off a Toholi stick this year has generally had a pretty good chance to go in the sure. net. And yeah. that one as well. And they just couldn't quite get to it with Mrazek outstretched pad and this is about 10 seconds left you can see this puck goes up in the air and uh you know maybe Lindholm doesn't catch it right away it ends up kind of falling in behind Seth Jones but uh there's the puck right there and obviously Mrazic's trying to follow it but that's kind of that sequence and they're protecting the front of the house and Flames are trying to find it uh and obviously not meant to be here tonight uh, you know and maybe let's before we pick up the rest of the conversation let's go inside now we got one of the players ready Erasmus Anderson uh, the defenseman is available. Let's hear what he had to say uh, about uh, tonight's loss. What happened out there Sorry? What do you think happened out there tonight? Why did you guys end up on the losing end? Um, I don't know. Bad game. Um, mistakes uh, leads to goals. And um, yeah, um, just not good enough. Daryl said he felt like some of the players came out flat tonight. How do you guys create a higher level of engagement with such a quick turnaround against the bank? Uh, yeah, we just honestly, we just got to play better, and uh, uh, we weren't good enough today. Um, uh, all of us got to play better tomorrow. What does the team have to do differently with the puck tomorrow compared to today? I don't know. I don't think it was too much with the puck. It was just a couple, a few mistakes here and there, and. Uh, and it's up in our net, and then um, 
and we don't really generate a whole lot. I thought, and um, but you know, I thought, I thought, um, you know, we just got to do a little bit better job of getting through the neutral zone and uh, create longer, um, longer shifts in the old zone. I mean, uh, urgency is, um, you know, I thought we have the, had the urgency, maybe just, you know, we, you know, sometimes you, you might want it too much, and uh, that might have happened tonight when you, uh, uh, you know, when you try to make the, the, that play all the time, and instead of just letting it come to you, it's, um, so yeah, frustrating, but, uh, you know, um, Playing leaves in, you know, less than an hour. So, uh, right back at it and uh, big game tomorrow. Raz, why is this Blackhawks team giving you guys so much trouble this season? I don't know, honestly. I I have no clue. No clue. We know last time you guys lost, you guys had an immediate turnaround in Anaheim, and it, it seems as if that kind of helped in terms of flushing uh, the game prior. Are you expecting the same thing? tomorrow when you have the game with Winnipeg, even if the stakes are pretty high? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally expect my best tomorrow, and I think uh, everyone in this room expect, expect their best tomorrow. And it's, uh, you know, it's frustrating today, but, um, you know, there's, what is it, five more games to go, and uh, we got to win all five, and it starts tomorrow against Winnipeg. Do you feel like everybody gave their best tonight, or were there some passengers? I think everyone uh, definitely gave their best, and then, you know, uh, even if you give your best, you might not play your best. So, uh, uh, but I think everyone, uh, you know, gave their best, and uh, and but as I said, a couple of mistakes, and uh, you know, the fourth goal, it's a, it's a, it's a balance that I I didn't see coming, and then they go down and score, so that's on me. And uh, you know, it's uh, as I said, it was a few individual mistakes, and uh, led uh, led to their goals. All right, uh, there you hear from uh, Rasmus Anderson. And, uh, you know, interesting, you know, he talks a little bit about just sort of the way that everybody is kind of pushing. They're pushing for the opportunities, and uh, pressing is the word he used, but just about, you know, this time of year and how bad everybody's trying to make something happen and how that can kind of affect other parts of the game. Yeah, he mentioned balance out there, and it's not an easy thing to do when your season's on the line. Yeah. Everyone knows. In the media, fans know, players know how crucial every play is. And it's not easy to find that fine line as to when to really go for it and try to make the plays and when to push and maybe maybe step out of your, it's not your comfort zone, but make plays that you don't routinely make, you know, because you're trying to make a difference. That's ultimately what you're trying to do. Because yeah. uh, yeah. sometimes you, you press too hard, you give up, you give up more. And again, not an easy thing to do. They've done a really nice job in the last few games of knowing when to go, seizing their opportunities. But unfortunately, tonight just gave up a little too much. And right. I don't, again, was it, was it them pressing? Was it them? I think it is because I think at the start of the period, they're thinking we've got to go out and win this game. Take it. Yeah. Not just settle in and let and build that victory. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it all coming from a good place. All coming of from course the right it spot. Is. It's of just course it sometimes is. it's too much. And it's said. how do you manage that? And when yeah. you've gone through a whole season that's been very similar to that, when you've been having a, 
you know, you're always feel like you're pressing and pushing yeah. from behind a little bit. It, it, it wears on you. It's not an easy thing to manage. Yeah. Working for every single inch, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about, we'll go back inside the Flames locker room in just a moment, but um, let's talk a little bit about Chris Hanna because, you know, quietly, obviously, that's not going to be the lead story coming out of tonight's game because it's so results-based. But uh, another time that he comes back into the lineup, missed the last tw uh, six games, I think he was, you know, up closer to 22 minutes here tonight. Just what kind of, you know, defenseman, what kind of presence he gives your back end on a nightly basis. Yeah, he did so again tonight. And for me, you didn't really notice him a lot tonight. Yeah. And that's when that's, a good a defensive good defender is doing his job. Sure. And he, he just made a lot of plays look very easy and very routine. We noticed him on that one, though. Yeah, that one was, he stood out. Yeah. That's a good way to get yourself back into it, too, sure. right? You yeah. don't, you haven't been in the lineup for a little while. You're trying to make an impact. Why not go and run someone over? And the rest of the way, he was just sort of, you know, Chris Tana, doing what yeah. he does. And he, he looked solid, and he looked comfortable out there tonight. He didn't seem to be hindered by anything, didn't seem yeah. to have any residue from his injury. So good to see. But it's just little things. It's small plays like this. It's a block shot. It's his positioning. It's his yeah. stick on the ice. He's got the experience. And when he's on the ice, there's kind of a calming presence, and you always get that from Chris yeah. Tanev. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's a big workload again here tonight for Chris Tanev as he makes his return after missing the last six games with an upper body injury and uh, expect him to be a big part of the conversation the rest of the way. Four games remaining. Uh, all right, let's go back inside the Calgary Flames locker room. Uh, Nazem Kadri is standing by now. Nazem, your thoughts on the game? Um, <clears throat> yeah, obviously a tough one to lose. Um, you know, not, not good enough where you have to bounce back tomorrow. Was puck management an issue in this game for the Flames? Uh, I certainly think so, for sure. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. They hop on a couple of bounces, take advantage of some mistakes, and, uh, you know, ends up costing us. What yeah. happened on that second goal of Mass that they scored? Um, just turned it over. They made a nice play. Uh, you know, Ice was getting a little chippy there at the end of the period. We got a simple fire game and just, uh, you know, can't, uh, can't make those mistakes. Darrell did say that, that he felt, you know, guys on tired legs, you guys want to play the game as simple as possible. I think so. I mean, besides, uh, you know, those uh, those mishaps, I think, uh, you know, we had a lot of opportunities and certainly some positive. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to find ways to win. And uh, tonight we didn't. And on that third goal, were you trying to, to strip the puck of the forward there in the neutral zone? Uh, on their third goal, which one was that there? Uh, happened to see you in the neutral zone. Uh, yeah, just a breakdown. We got jammed up in the neutral zone. Um, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. Have to look at it to see what what really happened, but uh, again, you know they uh, they got some skilled players. Take advantage of mistakes. Given the standings, four games left. The opponent does tomorrow's game have the elimination game seven vibe to it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean certainly it has to for sure. I think uh, you know it's uh, it's do or die for for us at that point, and uh, you know we're gonna have to. It's a quick turnaround. You know, sometimes that can be a positive thing. It seemed like a tough game for you. Do you flush that one out, or do you do you look at it and, and try and learn from it how you deal with that type mm -hmm. of effort? Well, like I said, I mean, we got a game tomorrow, so uh, it's always easier to flush these ones. I mean, never really easy, but uh, you, you kind of have no choice. You, you got to move on, playing a good team tomorrow, and uh, we're going to have to come out ready to go. Great. Thanks, Nelson. Right, guys, thank Thanks. you. Original 16, a great way to celebrate things done well.
All right, welcome back. Flames uh, post-game live brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Corey Sarich. 4-3, the Chicago Blackhawks win this one here to uh, snap the Flames' four-game win streak and, uh, of course, snap their eight-game losing streak. Uh, so a big win for Chicago as they play the role of spoiler here tonight. And uh, with that, we can kind of take a look at what's happened around the National Hockey League. Winnipeg was idle tonight. They don't play again until Calgary rolls in tomorrow night. So they will now have a game in hand on the Flames. And uh, the Flames will end up uh, remaining two games back, two points back of the Jets for that final spot in the Western Conference. However, Nashville played earlier tonight. Uh, they were uh, at home to the Vegas Golden Knights. Cody Glass scores the overtime winner in that one. So now they crawl back one point behind Calgary with a game in hand and uh, just three points back of Winnipeg. So certainly not exiting the conversation uh, are the Nashville Predators. And uh, I, I guess you don't really have to say much in terms of what tomorrow means in Winnipeg, these two teams meeting for the final time this season. Yeah, I know the math is getting easier. And yeah. if you look, Calgary Flames can get to 95 points this year. The Nashville Predators can get to 96 points. And then all that means that Winnipeg has to do is, I think, just go out and win yeah. uh, three of their last five, maybe even two of their last five. So it's, it's getting very hard. But again, these teams have a lot of crossover. They're all yeah. playing each other getting down to it but you don't give up yet you yeah. just get out there you press you try to you've you've seen Winnipeg's struggles up until times, their yeah. their couple big wins at home here lately yeah. but again they've been an inconsistent team as well um, so you just got to get out of the gates and start putting a little bit of doubt in their mind early in the first period. Yeah, that's well said, and uh, they'll have the opportunity to do that here tomorrow night in less than 24 hours. Let's hear uh, from Michael Backlund inside the Flames locker room as we uh, New move toward the end of this uh, post-game show. See, it's the difference out there tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, we weren't playing with the pace, uh, execution that we wanted. Um, I think uh, urgency, um, not at the level you would want us to be at in a, such an important game. And uh, I mean, we tied two-two going to third, and um, that's where we got to push and. They did it to us instead. Uh, I thought in the second we dominated a period and we came back and had a chance to win the game to third and give up two right away. Michael, how do you that urgency there in your estimation? <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a, it's a hard question to answer. Um, um, maybe too many, too many of us were thinking about tomorrow's game and thinking a little too far ahead. Uh, not. You know, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question to answer. It seemed like the difference in the game from our vantage, from my vantage point was it was mental mistakes and giveaways. Like at least three of the goals were pretty bad giveaways. Did you see it that way too? There were breakdowns? Yeah, I think overall uh, with the game, uh, we could have executed a lot of things better and uh, helped ourselves uh, in a better way. Considering that some guys before today were talking about not looking past uh, Chicago ahead of that Winnipeg game. How frustrating is it to have? How frustrating is it to have the the, the game and the result go the way that it did to Yeah, it's real frustrating. It's yeah, it's tough, <clears throat> but at the same time, um, we gotta re regroup here. Uh, you know, we have to be a lot better tomorrow. Uh, it's not over. Uh, you know, they win tomorrow and we're back in it. So. Um, yeah, that's what we gotta, how we got to look at it now. Do the stakes for tomorrow make it easier to flush a game like today away? Yeah, we have no choice. Uh, if we want to keep our season alive, if we want to keep our playoff hopes alive, we got to forget about everything up until this point and just win one game tomorrow. 
Okay, thanks, Bax. Yeah. Well, there's uh, Michael Backlund, uh, one of the assistant captains on this uh, Calgary Flames team, and uh, you heard it, the final words, is to uh, look ahead to tomorrow. We talked about it just going into that, uh, that post-game reaction, but uh, kind of all you can do, and maybe in some ways travel is going to be difficult because they're heading out literally as we speak. The bags are packed, and they're uh, off to the airport. Um, but there is some solace in the fact that less than 24 hours you're going to be back in it, and and back with an opportunity. Yeah, and you don't have to sit around and stew about it for very long. You just get out there and you try to do something about it. Yeah, um, yeah there'll be a little bit of fatigue involved, but mm -hmm. if you can't get up for a game like this, again, we've had a couple of games where season's basically on the line, and tomorrow I think is going to be the absolute definitive yeah. uh, game. You've got to get up and you've got to get it done. All right, that's coming your way in, uh, like I said, less than 24 hours' time. It'll be the Calgary Flames and Winnipeg Jets from Winnipeg and an opportunity to close the gap in the Western Conference playoff picture. Uh, there's Nazem Kadri, and, uh, of course, it was the Chicago Blackhawks that played the role of spoiler here tonight. 4-3 uh, the final as uh, they snapped their eight-game losing streak, and then the Flames have their four-game win streak snapped in the process as well. But it is a quick turnaround. 5.30 Mountain Time, 6.30 local. Flames and Jets from Canada Life Center tomorrow down to the final four games of this regular season. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you right back here at the Scotiabank Saddledome coming up later on next week.